0: What's up, party people? It's Tiffany. And I'm McKenna. Did you ever think after college graduation that you are going to move into a beautiful apartment overlooking the Manhattan skyline? Maybe killing it in your dream job? Or hanging out with your best friends at a local coffee shop, possibly engaged to your hunky beau, and basically just living it up? Us too. Did you then realize all too quickly that that wasn't true? Us too. So we wanted to highlight the normalcy of the day-to-day
1: struggles and achievements of a post-grad life in an authentic and genuine way. We are sitting right in the trenches of trying to navigate what it looks like to experience vulnerability, create meaningful relationships, and ultimately live our best mature lives. Here is The Mature Podcast. hey guys welcome back to the mature podcast i'm your co-host tiffany and i'm your other co-host mckenna and today we have another special guest on our show we are so excited um you guys she has started this youtube channel which is like really funny really authentic and she's all about sharing stories and just really getting to know other people and definitely something that we all need to be doing is basically getting to know other people and they're sharing their stories. Um, Sarah is also, um, she's held this really prestigious um, pageant title, pageantry title, you know, pageant you, know? you pageantry, <laughs> you got this, you guys. Um, obviously we don't know much about it, but we're going to ask Sarah today about it and just her journey of being a part of the pageantry and then her coming out story and her just starting a YouTube channel and just sharing her story. So here are guests, Sarah Cooper, guys. Hi. Hello, Hello, Sarah. Hi. Welcome to the Mature Podcast.
2: Thank you. We're so excited to have you here. I'm happy to be here. I know.
1: Um, So, okay, we wanted to have you on the show because we just, we just like, I really just really love your story. McKenna really wants to know too, and we kind of know each other. Yeah. We um, all met in school. Yes. And, um during your time in college that was a whirlwind and then now (laughs) we want to know about you know post grad and stuff so um i guess we really just want to know like um kind of your upbringing and how Mm -hmm. you got started in pageants and kind of yeah like can you just start us off with your story
2: yeah so i'm from southern california um i have a pretty big family i was raised catholic So I ended up at our Christian university. Um, I started competing in pageants when I was eight years old. So my, I have an older sister, she's two years older than me and she started competing at eight and I was just like so excited, (laughs) like watching her on stage. And so I like begged my mom to let me compete and that I ended up competing starting at eight years old and then I ended up winning that first title. And then I just keep kept competing like on and off for years. So, I mean, I'm 22 now, so, like, it's
1: been a while. Like, you are wow. an OG. Yeah. OG. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of years of experience. Okay, so, so because your sister started, that's mm-hmm. how you got into yeah. it. So, like, what made you keep doing? Because I feel like, in my head, this is my, I don't, yeah. I don't know about McKenna, but, like, this mm-hmm. is my idea of pageants. is like, basically, it, I feel like there was this, I don't know, maybe the story that went out, like, a long time ago, where, like, actually, pageants are the worst. And, yeah. like, behind the scenes, it's, like really crazy and Wait, what? I don't know. I just feel like there's like this weird
0: stigma that like yeah, I these are yeah. very stressful. Well you think yeah. of like toddlers and tiaras, like yeah. I feel like a lot of people will yeah. relate it back to that. For Me personally, like I've had friends who've been in pageants and they are always very classy and very like mm-hmm. I never saw the toddlers in tiaras, yeah. so I would love to know your take on it. Yeah, yeah, like so that.
2: there's like a lot of stereotypes and stigmas within the pageant community that it is all like toddlers in tiaras, mm-hmm. and it's all like caddy girls, which is like really, really far from the truth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, of course, there's that side, but like I have never experienced that, and I mean, I've been competing for what 15 years now um so yeah I mean I just keep coming back because I get like we call it the pageant fever it's like (laughs) anytime I like watch someone competing or like I watch a televised competition I'm like oh gosh like I just like want to get on stage and compete like it's just it's so much fun and it's like such a cool experience to like put yourself out there and to like like get all dressed up but then like also like doing something and like Like this competition like it's just a really cool experience and something that not a lot of people get to like try
1: so what what is like what is it like what are you competing for what is like when you say you're you want this experience what exactly Mm -hmm. you're experiencing
2: yeah so there's always like a title that you're competing for and so the particular system that I compete for is it's more focused on like confidence and like the person themselves so they have like a rule where you can't wear makeup till you're like 16 and over Mm -hmm. like it's very focused on, like, the person and the girl themselves, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, growing up, I was never, like, forced to wear big hair, mm-hmm. like, weird clothes, you know, like, I was That's myself. for sure what
1: I imagined. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I
2: was totally myself. Like, you can look at pictures and videos. Like, my mom would, like, sponge roll my hair and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, so cute, but it was all about me. And so, there's different, like, areas of competition. So, most competition or most pageants have, like, an interview competition, so whether that's like a round robin style or it's just like a panel of judges or like an onstage question type of interview. And then they usually have like an evening gown competition. So where you're like on stage in your gown and you're like, you know, basically, yeah, on stage in your gown. <laughs> there's that. You're like, <laughs> this it. is me. Yeah. In my gown. Yeah. Um, so there's those. The particular system that I compete for has like an introduction competition where you have like 30 to 60 seconds on stage where you basically introduce yourself. You have to say like where you're from, what your ambitions are—like, basically, talk about yourself.
1: Oh, can you give us thirty seconds of that? I want oh
2: to- <laughs> no no no! no. <laughs> like, that takes so much practice. <laughs> yeah, like I, I literally would practice that for like months in advance. Wow! Yeah, like when <laughs> for, I like,
0: like a like mm-hmm. a sixty-second yeah introduction. So, <laughs> wow. wow.
2: I competed in 2018 for a national title and I ended up winning it. But I started practicing for that competition probably in like. September was when I first wrote it I competed in November oh so God. it was like a long time and like every day I'm like saying it in my head I'm like saying it to random people like in the shower like anywhere oh I could <laughs> because it's like you have so much pressure like to say it perfectly but also like not sound rehearsed so it's like you have to be like authentic, but like yeah
1: Performing basically performing Yeah. Yeah, it's
2: hard. But I mean I also grew up dancing, so I've always loved like being on stage and performing. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like a cool mix between the two.
0: Okay. That I think pageantry is. Oh yeah. That's crazy. That's that's like definitely not what I thought. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think I also think of like congeniality. Yeah, that was I was just about to say
2: that. Yeah. I I mean that's that's more along the lines of what like most pageant systems are where it's like there are like of course the glam sides of it, like Mm -hmm. that's what pageants are, but You know, you're still like trying to be your authentic self and wanting like the judges to get to know you.
1: And okay, do you do you feel like there was like I feel like when you're doing something this where it's a lot of like glam and Mm -hmm. you know you're getting dressed up and you're also competing with a lot of other girls. Did you find like you struggled a lot with like comparison and like kind of like insecurities and just like seeing other girls Mm -hmm. the way they competed? Like is that something that you struggled with too? Um not a
2: lot surprisingly um the last time I had competed in 2018 I really like made it a point to not let myself like do that and so anytime I was like getting my hair and makeup done like I was always focused on like what I was doing how I like mentally was like I was never like thinking about other girls because I mean I was really like basically competing against myself you know like I had to be the best version of myself and it didn't matter how they competed like all I could do was, like, how I, you know, all I could focus on was myself, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is easy to fall into that. And, like, that's mm-hmm. where a lot of people go wrong is where they're, like, just focused on other girls and, like, mm-hmm. how they look and what they're wearing and stuff instead of, like, focusing on themselves, I guess. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Yeah. it's yeah. really fair. I just feel like, you know, being in that, I don't know, that world is very, mm-hmm. it's a very unique experience. It is. I, yeah. I, I, I I personally, I don't think I've ever met anyone who did pageants until I met you. (laughs) And even even when you told me you did pageants, like, I was so shocked. Because Mm -hmm. in my head, I thought this, like, you know, southern blonde girl with, like, blue eyes. And, like, that's just what I thought about pageantry. And I was like, who does pageants? And I just always thought it was, like, a world away. But, no, there's, like, and I feel like also I always had this idea of, like, Girls who did pageants were also very like catty, but like mm-hmm. you are not that. Like yeah. you were so sweet Thank and like <laughs> so fun. And so I was like, what? Yeah. So it was very, very interesting to kind of yeah. like hear your experience about that. So, the, what can you can you tell us more about like the title that you
2: held or the title that you won? Yeah. So, a pageant system, it's one of the highest ranked pageant systems in the country. So, the age ranges is from four to 24. So, it's oh. like mm-hmm. a ton of divisions. Um, but I had won like a city title, um, at like, so there's like the state qualifiers and then there's nationals. So you either win your state title or you get like a runner up title, which is like a city title. It's kind of hard to explain, okay. but basically either way you can qualify for nationals. So I okay. qualified and I ended up winning the national title. Okay. So I competed against girls from like all over the country. Um, oh. and my age range was from 18 at the time it was to 20, okay. but they just raised it to 24. So yeah, that was the title I held, and it was for a whole year. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So what do you do, per se? Yeah. I mean, I know that sounds so mean. Like, it's, yeah. not, it's not really... Not even fair, though. It's yeah, <laughs> so you have the title. So, yeah. like, after you win, like, what mm-hmm. are your responsibilities, per se?
2: Yeah, so basically, you're, like, kind of a brand ambassador, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was in all of the promotional material for the pageant system. Like, I did a photo shoot with them. Mm-hmm. Like, I would film with them all the time for videos. Um, I ran a social media account for them. Um, Like, I connected to other girls and, like, basically wanted to get other girls, like, excited and encouraged to compete. And then I traveled around to other state pageants. Um, Like, I went to, like, Texas, New York, Arizona, Washington. Like, I just went everywhere. And I got to, like, meet the girls at these pageants and... Basically, like help out, but I mean, get them excited, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like the biggest responsibility is like you're representing the system, right? Uh, so both on like social media and like at events. Mm-hmm. Did you feel so, any pressure with that, or was it more of like <coughs> excitement? Like you felt honored. Uh, it, it is both. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely pressure with the title I held because I was the oldest age division, also. So. Mm a lot of younger girls would like look up to me and that's, I mean, it's really cool, but it's Mm -hmm. also a lot of pressure to Mm -hmm. always be like, you never know who's watching you. Mm -hmm. You never know like who sees what you're posting. Mm -hmm. And so to always have to be like so focused and like so meticulous with everything I was doing, like in the public eye, like it is a lot. Um, Because I wanted to be a good representative for like younger girls. Like I didn't ever want to like represent the system badly or like Mm -hmm.
0: do anything like that. So it is a lot of pressure even though you're not holding the title anymore you still feel that pressure
2: i kind yeah i kind of do because a lot of the followers like i gained through my year like they still follow me and they still see what i post and like my content and stuff like that so it is a lot of pressure to like like because i still even though i don't have that title i'm still kind of representing them because i'm an alumni and people Mm -hmm. recognize me from that so yeah it still carries on
1: yeah I think it's really cool because, um, like, as everyone who listens to the Matrim Podcast knows, like, mm-hmm. a lot of, you know, the conversations that we want to have are, like, conversations about post-grad. So, right. you held that title um, for about, six, I think, six months before. Six months before you finished school, right, mm-hmm. and then you held it for another six to seven months right. after, after you finished school. So, like yeah. in that time when you were um, like graduating from school mm-hmm. and holding that title, did you was like was that, did you have a hard time tra- transitioning in that
2: too? Um, it, yeah, it was difficult because post grad life is such a big transition in mm-hmm. itself. But I was also still having like these responsibilities, and then right after I graduated, <laughs> I moved out from like campus. I went on a summer tour and so I was traveling everywhere to all those oh. states and so it was like big transition after another and I mm-hmm. didn't really get like a moment to like relax and like really move into my new apartment until like the summer was over which is difficult <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah
0: definitely
1: I just feel like you know when you I feel like it because I mean it's kind of cool right because then yeah. you get to, you got to travel you got to meet people yeah and whatnot but I think that like yeah, I think you're right. Like post-grad, post-grad life is just, there's so many like mysterious things that's going on. Like there's so many, um, things that you're learning about yourself. So like, what, what, what do you think was like the biggest lesson you've learned in the experience of like, not just post-grad so far, but you know, while you were holding this title?
2: Yeah. Uh, I think I just had to learn how to like be gentle with myself because like this, this title was a lot of pressure and then post-grad life on top of that, like It's a lot going on in my life, and Mm -hmm. I, like, it was so easy for me to hold myself so, like, to be so hard on myself, basically, Mm -hmm. and so I really had to learn how to, like, slow down and, like, allow myself to make mistakes, but also, like, just, like, have myself, or, like, give myself moments to breathe, I guess, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. What were some of the ways that you were able to do that? Like, do you have, Mm -hmm. like certain routines that you like to do or yeah so i have a dog and Mm -hmm. she's an emotional support animal so she's so cute yeah (laughs) she's
2: cute but she's kind of like the little devil like she's crazy (laughs) um so i like to play with her and like spend moments with her but Mm -hmm. i also like a lot of like quiet alone time like that's Mm -hmm. just kind of what i use as like self-care is just like moments
1: alone like cleaning
2: my room kind of Mm -hmm. things or like being outside
1: yeah yeah and so um when you were so now it's been almost about a year since you've been you know out of school um can you tell like our audience like kind of what you studied in school and like are Mm -hmm. you pursuing that post-grad now or like what what's been going on that on that aspect
0: of your life yeah
2: so I got a degree in film and cinematic arts um my emphasis was in animation so I still take animation classes online because it's something I really enjoy and like want to keep getting better at um, but I do have my YouTube channel, so I use my production yes. to produce my channel. Um, And I work in Hollywood. I live there right now. And so that's kind of what
1: I'm doing right now. Okay. Do, is that something like you're looking to pursue for the line? Or like, how are you, I guess like, your, I mean, your intention behind your YouTube channel is to kind of, sh- you said like, you really want to share stories. Yeah. Um, cu- I guess, like what inspired that? Like mm-hmm. how did you come up with that idea? Like what made you feel the need that like, oh, YouTube's gonna be the way this is, is the platform I'm gonna use to yeah. kind of do that? So I've always loved
2: sharing stories. I mean, that's why I got a degree in film was because I feel like sharing stories is how people connect to other people. Mm-hmm. and you you know, YouTube is so convenient and that like I can literally like make an like a video in my apartment and mm-hmm. like upload it, and like hundreds of people can see it um but i just felt like especially in college i didn't see enough videos of people who had experiences like life experiences that were like mine Mm -hmm. and like i so badly wanted that and like i would look like to try and find people who you know were like feminine and gay and like like had similar similar experiences to me but like i couldn't find it and so i told myself that like if i can't like find it like i would make it like i would be Mm -hmm. the one to share those stories because other people need them too like it wasn't
1: just me yeah Mm -hmm. that's awesome i feel like there's like a sense of like um i definitely think that like there would be people who want to hear that story because i feel like you come from a very unique um like background like mm-hmm. you said you went to catholic school yeah growing up and then you then you also did pageants which is like also another <laughs> yeah. niche yeah. you know background
0: Every, like, like yeah very very and
1: yeah. then and then you also then recently post-grad not just holding the title for um I think it's national all-american miss yeah, it might close well, yeah maybe. national american well, miss yeah that's the, the system okay okay yeah. so yeah. you know you have this big pageant <laughs> yeah. title which you know we obviously know so much about and um, (laughs) and then you also then recently you you came out and Mm -hmm. there was this obviously this your journey to getting there was you know not an easy one it was also a really long process right um so can you just share a little bit more about that part of of your story i think i think our listeners would like love to hear more stories like what you just said you know yeah so i realized I was gay in college
2: (laughs) of Mm -hmm. course my freshman year of college um I started dating someone and for a long time I like didn't want to admit it I guess that Mm -hmm. I was gay like which is so dumb because I was like literally dating a girl but I was like Mm -hmm. no I'm not gay like (laughs) and like that happens a lot because it's just like you're kind of in denial and like I was I grew up like Catholic and like in a pretty conservative area and so I like never thought that that could be like my identity, basically, Mm -hmm. Um, but, I mean, it took a long time, like, you know, that was, what, five years ago, and I just now came out in, like, December, January, I don't remember, (laughs) January, very,
1: yeah, very Very recently,
2: recently. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, my coming out journey has been slow, and it's been over five years, and, like, I, when I, I think it took, like, a few months before I even told anyone, and then I slowly would tell my friends. And like I told you after
1: a few months, yeah, yeah, I told her by accident. Which was like okay. So to get a little bit more context for people who <laughs> are listening, so the three of us went to school mm-hmm. together. But actually, mm-hmm. me and Sarah met um, very early on at our yeah. at our school because. We met really early on freshman year. We had another right. friend, Cecilia. If you're listening, yes. shout out to you She's um, on my channel. Yes, yeah, <laughs> she has also been on Sarah's <laughs> channel. But um, CC in, uh, introduced us because you guys were living. You guys were roommates. Yeah, um, and I had met Cece even before I even started at at school. Like a yeah. weird student event whatever yeah. and then that's how I met you and then yeah there was like I think it was like a like a year after or something yeah it, it just kind of slipped I think <laughs> I went to visit you guys at your apartment and then you're like blah, blah blah and then you just like said it and I'm like I was like oh, oh wait I don't think I ever told you <laughs> which yeah and like that I was just like I, I feel like I took it pretty well I was like yeah totally fine like, okay cool <laughs> I feel like there's I don't I don't know I just feel like there's there's like no I don't know like I wasn't expecting it I wasn't like it wasn't anything I was like cool I'm so proud of you yeah
2: (laughs) yeah I feel like that's like kind of the best reaction you can get from people when they're just like okay cool yeah it's like all right like it was like just take so much pressure off of it like because it's like telling someone and like coming out to someone is so much pressure and so like being able to like have them respond like Okay, it's just like oh wow, like that was so easy. Like, yeah, it's like a weight lifted off your shoulders, honestly.
1: So, so okay, you said that you like first. Well, first you had to accept it for yourself. Obviously, yeah. I feel like that's like the maybe yeah. one of the bigger hurdles, right, when right. it comes when when you're like experiencing this. Yeah, and then the next part would be like then telling the, the, your closest people why yeah. did you choose to kind of slowly. <laughs> tell people Mm -hmm. and then make an announcement like way down the line (laughs) rather than just being like coming out like all at once like why why was that like why did you do do it like that I guess yeah
2: okay so I like I said like it took me a while to like accept it for myself Mm -hmm. and so when I first started telling people I still wasn't even like fully like I'm gay like I it still I was still kind of in denial and it was even Mm -hmm. to the point where like a year after like someone had asked me, like, do you identify in the LGBT community? And I was like, no, like and then mm. I, I thought about it and I was like, why did I say that? Like, like I've li- like I've known this for like over a year now and I still can't like accept this about myself. Like mm. and that, that takes a lot of work, like internally to like, I don't know, kind of break down those stereotypes and like allow mm. yourself to like be yourself. Like that's hard. Um, so it took me a long time for that reason. Um, But at the same time, like, we went to a very Christian school, and I don't know if you guys, like, know this, but, like, there was a rule in the handbook against Mm -hmm. same-sex relationships, and so I was honestly scared that I would lose my job on campus. Mm -hmm. Um, I was scared that I would lose my leadership positions because I was, like, an orientation leader. Like, there was, like, actual legitimate fear of coming out, and, like, if that wasn't there, I'm sure it would have come out, like, years ago. But I was scared of like all those things because I didn't want to mess up my life. I didn't want to get kicked out of school. Like all this mm-hmm. effort I put in for this, like at the time it didn't feel worth it to even like try and do that.
0: So I just mm-hmm. kept my life a secret for five years, yeah. four year, all years of college. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah. That's yeah. a while. It's just a lot. Like I want to acknowledge like that's yeah. a lot of pressure that I think a lot of like like that's not something that me and Tiff have ever had to worry about right and like oh, i think a lot of people who are ignorant per mm-hmm. se are they don't think about stuff like that they don't yeah. think about oh well like they just don't want to come out and like mm-hmm. they're they're just like wasting their time and it's yeah. like there's legitimate fear in that that right. no one else understands what you're going through in that yeah. sense.
1: yeah they're like you're carrying this like emotional like mm-hmm. mental heaviness with yeah. you and like I don't think people taking account of that when mm-hmm. you're like you're like there's your life they're literally on the line like yeah. when you're going through this, yeah. yeah,
0: do you feel like you had any backlash when you did come out? No,
2: I actually like didn't receive any like negative negative comments like so everyone in my life pretty much already knew like all my family and my close friends, mm-hmm. um so I recently came out on social media just to like. Everyone else. <laughs> but all the messages I received were really positive. Um I got like DMs from people in high school, like that I went to high school with. Um I got DMs from people in the pageant community that are like, I'm gay and I never knew that there's people like me, like they can like oh I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I know, like, and I was like, Wow, them. like it's so crazy that like there's so many people who do share similar stories to me, but like I never heard them and like they, you know, it's just like stories like mine weren't shared. Yeah. So
1: when you were um, kind of telling your, like, your friends and family, like, yeah. I mean, we we just talked about how, like, I reacted and obviously it was a, yeah. a lot more lighthearted um, when it came to your, uh, like, other friends and family, like, mm-hmm. was, was there any bad reaction? Was there any backlash? And, like, how did you, how did you handle that? Yeah. Uh, every reaction was different. Um, I got a lot of, like, well, I, I like, I
2: love you's, like, I, uh, you know, I know you, like, basically like reassurance kind of things um I got a lot of responses that were like are you sure like I just want to make sure like you're you're sure about it basically um but I mean there's I I didn't receive a ton of like really bad responses from people like from family or from friends Mm. um I received bad responses from people who like weren't really friends or like
0: Mm.
2: I don't even know how to explain it but like like, I had gone to see, like, a campus pastor at one point, which was my own fault, but uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted a response from her that I knew I wasn't going to get, and that was probably one of the worst responses I got. And so, like, all the people that were like, close in my life, like, responded really well, but it was, like, those people that didn't really know me that well or, like, were, like, really removed from my life that responded mm.
1: badly, I guess. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's really interesting. I feel like... Um, did you feel like you were trying to still look for validation from like a higher authority, I guess, of like yeah. to kind of confirm what you're feeling? I guess I don't really know how. Yeah. Is that something that you were feeling or? Yeah. So I felt that pre-
2: I think around like my sophomore year, where like my freshman year, it was very like just trying to figure it out, I guess. And then my sophomore year, I was like, wait, like, all these people from, like, my school are telling me that, like, if I'm gay, I'm gonna go to hell, like, mm. God yeah, hates so this, intense. Like, mm. yeah, and so I never really, like, had an, a religious issue with it, I guess, until I started hearing all those, like, messages, and I was like, oh, maybe I should, like, look into this and, like, make sure, so that's why I did, like, reach out to, like, religious authorities, I guess, mm-hmm. Um, and the responses I received weren't good, like, yeah. they were very, like, well, you should pray about it. And if like, that's not what God wants, like you have to change it. And I was like, uh, that
0: is, well, I can't really do that.
2: Yeah. So that like, that caused a lot of issues. And I mean, I was happy in that like in my senior year I was able to actually like share about that and like talk to administration at our school about it because like that wasn't okay. And like at the time I didn't really realize that, but, um, that was something that I like did like eventually was able to like stand up for myself about it um
0: so yeah it's like it hurts me because I grew up in a Christian home and like I was like you know told at church like same-sex marriages aren't like a thing and that Mm -hmm. always just like hurt me as a person because I I'm not a part of the LBGTQ community but like I have like family members who are and like friends who are and I never understood, like, how people could, like, be so, like, hateful and, yeah. like... just just no. be so dismissive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a great word, dismissive of, mm-hmm. like, what you guys are going through and, yeah. like, how you guys are handling it. And especially, like, if you're in a religious background and, mm-hmm. like, do come out, like, that's a lot of pressure and, yeah. like, going against, like, what you were taught. And mm-hmm. it just, like, it makes me upset that, like, that's yeah. how you were perceived and like yeah i just i'm i don't know i i feel like bad and i feel like i have Mm -hmm. to like apologize as like a christian woman which is like annoying that we even have to do that yeah Yeah.
1: and i and i i feel like the same the same way where i i have friends who like i i grew up catholic Mm -hmm. and so um i have a few friends who you know they they're catholic and they're gay and like i feel like they have such a hard time trying to um I don't know like really what's the right word to like accept both of that that like reconcile them that they can be both it's yeah. not one or the other right. like you yeah. know and I feel like that's just something that like it's just so hard because like I can't really speak on that like that's just yeah. not my experience
2: yeah
1: um I guess like, from your perspective, like, how have you reconciled with that? Like what yeah. are some practical steps that you've done yeah. to, to get from point A to point B? Yeah. So I was really lucky to actually find a church that is
2: very affirming. And, you know, they talk a lot about like a, just a bigger theology, like, mm-hmm. you know, having like a bigger worldview and like, that's really, really helped. And mm-hmm. like I found that place right at the perfect time where I was like going through all that, like weird mm-hmm. religious confusion And, um, like, since then, like, since attending that church, like, I really haven't had any internal issues with Mm. it. Like, I've been able to find peace in the fact that, like, I can have my religion, but also, like, be myself, because, like, God knows me, God loves me, Mm. like, the universe created me, and, like, that's fine, and, like, I don't need to change any part. I don't need to pray about it and, like, change it. Like, I am who I am, and that's
0: great. Absolutely.
1: All right, so you've been giving us a lot of, like, awesome parts of your story that like i think our listeners would like actually learn a lot about um i guess like to anyone who's listening who's like kind of struggling to come out um what would like what would your advice be to them yeah
2: so i think especially with coming out like take your time with it um don't feel like you have to come out like right away like don't feel like you have to tell anyone before you're ready um Because I mean, it took me five years to like fully come out, but I did it when I was ready. And I'm so happy Mm. that I did because if I had come out when I was in school, like it would have been so much different. And like internally, I would have processed it so much differently. Um, So that's like my biggest thing. Like if you are in a position where it's safe for you, where you are like internally comfortable, you're ready to come out, like absolutely do like do that, like. are so many people in your life that love you and support you and that will be there for you like even if you don't really realize it um so if you are in that situation and you're able to then definitely if you're not in a safe situation where you can't come out where like it could affect your situation like please wait (laughs) please like come out to people who are safe but like take your time with it don't feel forced like that you have to on anyone else's timeline
1: like it's all on you yeah I think I kind of like that like earlier we were met we asked you kind of like things that you were learning post-grad and like the yeah. things that you you said was like to be gentle yeah with yourself and I feel like that's something that like would be really great mm-hmm. for sort of our listeners to kind of take into because yeah. um like you're right like it is all on their own terms right? Right. I feel like um maybe people maybe don't hear that enough mm-hmm. of like you, you you like deserve the space and the time yeah. to figure it out absolutely yeah um and i guess like for those who and then like you were talking about how it was kind of hard for you and mm-hmm. you kind of encountered people that not agree with you yeah. and in your journey to coming out um how would you ask people who are allies like how would you ask them to advocate for yeah. um you and like the lgbtq community because i would love to know more yeah. about that
2: yeah i think the biggest thing is like don't be like a surface level ally
1: like don't
0: just show Ooh, up she's to- like Come on, <laughs> I-. like surface level <laughs> ally. yeah and, like yeah
2: like don't just show up to pride parades and be like yeah like i like support you like you mm. actually have to do research like and i think one of the biggest ways that you can be an ally is like in the language that you use mm. um you know like really do your research and like understand like what kind of language is offensive what kind of language Mm -hmm. like is appropriate like stuff like that can be so helpful especially with people who are like transgender like transitioning stuff like that like Mm -hmm. you know recognizing your language and your pronouns and like really like taking the time to do that um like that really means a lot to people who are coming out um Mm -hmm. or like even a simple like asking someone like what their pronouns are asking them what like what labels they prefer if any like that's like a really helpful thing um mm-hmm. so definitely like do your research um if you're able to like help out or volunteer or like donate to like causes that like the Trevor Project helps like trans mm-hmm. transgender youth like like spend your time like investing in like organizations that are like really doing work and helping like yeah. the community
1: and we actually heard about the Trevor Project <clears throat> in McKenna and I me mckenna and i <laughs> me twice <laughs> <laughs> mckenna <laughs> yeah. mckenna and i i think i i remember we went to a concert went to an alley and aj concert uh, and yeah. they had actually like in the middle of the concert like they were like we want you guys to um like sign this petition mm-hmm. to like help support the trevor project right because yeah. Yeah. they're the organization that um is trying to get rid of what is it called um what's what the one thing it's like the conversion the conversion therapy oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah yeah i'm trying to find the right yeah, phrase right yeah. Yeah. yeah and they that's what they advocate mm-hmm. most for right yeah yeah so i remember that was something that was like really cool i love that like yeah. we we went to the concert in the middle they were mm-hmm. about to perform their like final song they're like if you guys want to visit us backstage like sign this petition we're like <laughs> yeah well, this <laughs> is awesome really cool. yeah. yeah yeah um and i think it's really great to like f- um to. That was a really great advice to just like do your research because I feel yeah. like mm-hmm. the little things do matter. Mm-hmm. Language does matter. Language
0: really does matter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel
1: like people tend to forget that. Yeah. 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 It's the simplest thing. Yeah. yeah it's the simple it things. Um, all right. So obviously, we want to talk to you about your YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that is something that had happened post-grad. So, like, mm. if you guys have been paying attention to this timeline, it's been like <laughs> kind of crazy becoming talking about pageants and, you know, coming out and YouTube channel. But a lot of this has been happening post-grad, right? Right. Um, In the sense of, like, you were still holding your title and then you started your YouTube channel and then you mm-hmm. also came out. Yes. Um can you tell us like what is your dream for your for your YouTube channel? Yeah,
2: so I want to continue to share stories. Um I wanna reach as many people as I can and share stories that people need to hear. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, like I didn't hear a lot of stories that were like mine when I needed it the most. And so I want to share stories that, you know, people need. Um, so that's kind of my dream. I just want to keep growing with it. I want to, you know, be able to bring on people that are able to share their stories um, and just talk about things that matter. So, yeah.
1: That's awesome. So what was the type of recently? What is like the type of content? Like what are, mm-hmm. what can people expect to find when they look you up on YouTube? Yeah.
2: So, I mean, I've kind of been talking about like stuff that I've experienced. So mm-hmm. I've talked a lot about pageants and how they've like logistically helped my life. Um, just like stuff like that Um, I've talked about coming out um, I've talked to you know Cecilia who our friend who we talked about earlier um, I talked to her about post-grad life because she's obviously going through that too Um, so a lot of the content has been stuff that like I've gone through I'm just sharing my story but I definitely want to expand it like I want to share as many stories as possible so you can expect a lot of like glam gay stuff yes, <laughs> yes and your doggy, and my dog <laughs> she's on the channel too yes. yes yes
1: okay so where if someone wants to find you right now in this yes. moment what are the handles where can they find you <laughs> what's happening? uh so my youtube
2: channel name is scoops my name is sarah cooper so um uh-huh. i go by scoops <laughs> um i am on instagram cooper underscore underscore sarah because it's a really common name
0: so all the handles mm. are already taken mm. so. sarah
1: cooper common name all right yeah
0: cooper (laughs) underscore 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 sarah Sarah. with
2: an a A or h with an h okay yes good good yeah. yeah and i'm on youtube at scoops
1: um so you can find me there uh, i would love to chat so send me a dm <laughs> yes, yes yes all right we love having on the show we especially love having sarah on the show today so if you guys really like this episode please please remember to subscribe and so you won't miss on any other episodes and you can find us on our instagram at the mature podcast and um we'll see you on the next show bye